When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Another day, another talking real money. Hi, everybody. Don McDonald here. Tom Cock over there. And we're back with you doing that thing that we do, that voodoo that we do so well. Talking about money. Today's edition, regrets. (sighs) What do you regret? I've got lots of regrets, but I'm not going to talk about them because I don't want to burden you. But... When, when people retire, they, you know, they, they don't plan for all the eventualities. Matter of fact, I was talking to a listener the other day about retirement, and we talked a lot about some of the things you need to think about that aren't money-oriented. So apparently there are a lot of regrets out there, but what, Tom, what are the big regrets that retirees have? Well, according to this piece, the four biggest, I don't think any of these are going to really surprise you. Uh, number one. Not saving enough. Really? Who would have thought, right? Oh, you mean mean, not enough money. I want more money. Stashing away enough for their post-work years. Basically, one of the survey folks said, everybody wishes they'd started sooner or contributed more. So the solution- At 18 would have been good. Yeah. Like like yesterday's episode. Well done, yeah. Uh, The solution is save more. And I got a couple other ideas along those lines too. Number one, this is it seems so obvious, but most people don't do it. The old pay yourself first, make it automatic, make the money just come out of your paycheck, come out, whatever, into your other account, make it go away. Number two, increase the amount you get, you, you save when you get a pay increase or change jobs and making more money. You should be automatically doing that. I see a lot of people who tell me, well, I save 3% because I, that's what I get from the match from the company. That should have nothing to do with it. The percentage the company puts in, you should be doing this for yourself. And then the other part around saving is, and we do t- discuss this briefly on the program. Save some in your pre-tax, like IRAs, 401ks. Save some in a Roth if you can, and then save some in a post-tax brokerage type account because when it comes to retirement, it will be good to have those various pots, if you will, to pull from. Plus, a lot of people think, well, okay, I've got my 401k, I max that, I max my IRA, uh, Roth or, or regular, and I'm, that's good. That's good. Uh, well, But if you have more, you can save then you should be investing that very similarly outside of those tax-advantaged accounts. But in a way, make sure you invest in a way that is a little bit more tax-advantaged, like using ETFs. Huge, huge Huge. difference. Um, Huge difference. The other regret has to do with healthcare. It's a fascinating thing. Most people believe that healthcare sort of advances on an inflation basis at about like inflation. That Mm -hmm. is way, way, way wrong. In fact, when we run plans... Uh, healthcare gets its own inflation adjustment of over 6% a year because that's what it's been for a long time. Uh, 40% of respondents regretted not buying long-term care insurance, which one it gets more expensive as one gets it. Because if you don't have the money and you don't have some sort of insurance to fall back on, then guess what? You could be in a really, really bad way 
uh, later on, right? Because you're not going to be able to pay for things. Yeah, healthcare is one of those really difficult ones, particularly the long-term care dilemma, because while many may have regretted not getting it years ago, the fact of the matter is it's insurance again. And therefore, the costs are high, and the, it's a it's a gamble you don't want to win, but you, you, you there's you spend so much money for something that you hope not to win. It's a it's a tough one. I've been I've been I have been struggling with this one for for thirty years, trying to help people figure out the best way to do this because it's just money that's gone forever. There's and that no bothers right or there's me. no wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, and it's very and emotional. Had most people really had they put the money that they put in the long-term care insurance policy away and invested it well for the long haul over the course of the 20 or 30 years over which they should have purchased it would probably have enough money to self-insure given the the slim odds that you are going to spend an extended period of time in 24-hour nursing type care. Which is, as we know, wildly expensive. Wildly expensive. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. They're right about all those things. Um, and again, I think most people would prefer not to spend all the hard-earned money they saved in paying for their care later on in their life. They'd rather leave it to somebody else. So there's a there's a whole other what? emotional I, but part that's of this. I'm just saying. I'm, that's I what know, I but I think I that's such a huge mistake. What did your kids do to deserve that dough? They got born into your gene pool. Big deal. <laughs> I'm going to pass that one along. All right. Number three. Uh, this is this is so huge. It's such an awful regret. It's still about half of us that take Social Security at age 62. And then most people later on realize, wait, I should. Yeah, wait. That's right. You should have waited. Um, we just we're going to talk about a new study at Retirement uh, here in about 10 days that shows that about 90, according to this study by the Federal Reserve, about 90% of people should wait until age 70 to take their benefit, but only less than 10% do. In other words, 90% that you're leaving, it's like three and a half trillion dollars uh, on the table. All the, this, is, this is awful. Um, it, it, it's it, the ridiculous other part is that like 90% of us, no, pardon me, more than half of us, 90% of the money they get uh, from Social Security, pardon me, I got to say this right, 90% of the money that comes from Social Security pays for most people's lives. That's it. That's all they have. I didn't say that right again, did I? I don't no. think you did. No, uh, I didn't. But what I, I but think I understand what you're trying people, to say. 90, Social, Social Security, Security makes up 90%, makes up 90% of, of their, their, their cost of living. Gosh sakes. It's not horrible. the number of people. It's the no. amount of people's cost Thanks. of living. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So for most took us a while retire, to get there, but we, we eventually found it. <laughs> for most people, when they retire, Social Security makes up most of their income. How about that? That's better, yeah. right? Do you know what I worry my biggest regret will be? And, and this is I'm being very honest. This is not joking. Not I'm not this is no Tom Foolery here or Don Foolery. Um seriously, the thing I think about is am I gonna regret retiring? Yeah. Period. I, that th- part. Guess what? That's next. Retiring too early. Right. Oh, is yep. it next? That's next. Wait, you said there were this. only three. No, I said four. He said, oh, and he didn't even know this. I didn't uh, know this. More than, the, more than a third of the seniors, and I hate that expression, uh, who spoke to the study's authors, 37% said they felt like they left the workforce too early. They missed the engagement. 
um, they, they got to find a way to retire to something, which is what you may not work full time, but my guess is like me, you'll find something to retire to. Yep, I'm going to be doing Super Bowl beer commercials. I think that's a good good racket, man. Why not? A little trade out <laughs> on the Super Bowl. So, no, that's another. And, and purpose, we know, is huge in retirement. That is a regret that many people have. They don't have something else that the, that they're needed for. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's in fact, I, I was talking to a listener recently about what he, I said, do you have a plan for what? He said, I want to retire soon. And I said, do you have a plan? For what you're going to do in retirement. What are you going to do? And he kind of looked at me like, I'm supposed to do something? Yeah. Purpose. All about purpose. And you speaking of plans, it. speaking of plans, I will say this again. I think anyone who's listening who's over the age of 50 should have a retirement income plan. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has a general kind of, here's my social security. So you know what's here's, coming from where, exactly, when. Exactly. And how much you need to save and how you have to invest. But mm-hmm. I run into a lot of people that don't start thinking about that until their early 60s. Well, I still have a few years. That's great. But I'd rather see you start thinking about that at 50. So you're plotting along as to how things. Will, yes, things will change. Yes, your life will look different 15 years later, but it's a place to start. And so, the most important thing about that plan is, is we tend to do them backward. The right way to do it is to start with the what am I going to need? Not how much am I going to get? Yeah, You don't even want to think about how much you're going to get until you know how much you're going to need. Then once you do that, it's pretty easy to figure out how you're going to get there. Yeah, I think or whether you're going to get there. Well put. We have got a lot of questions. You've and those, got a lot of they questions. all came in from talkingrealmoney.com, didn't they? They all did. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. you get a lot of questions, sort of the verbal ones, I get the written ones, there's a lot. So let's see if we can hit a couple of ones. This comes from uh, Fred in Miamisburg, Ohio. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Miami. I don't know Miamisburg, but um, I know Miami. Okay. Well, there's a Miamisburg. So um, he writes, hi, Tom and Don enjoyed podcast. You're straightforward and often entertaining advice. Well, that'll really get me to read your Some question. When you often, say that often entertaining, I know that'll you get usually right not. to the head of the list. <laughs> usually that'll move you right up. Uh, here's another idea. I love this idea. Here's another idea on saving taxes while investing that I'd like your take on. Our son was born 20 years ago. We started at 529 for future college expenses. Terrific. The state of Ohio gives a $2,000 per year state deduction per beneficiary on a 529. So you can write off the the contribution you made. Guess what? The 529 is overfunded by $30,000. Guess Hmm. what can happen to that 529 now? Roth IRA. It can go into a Roth IRA. Seems like a win-win, he writes. Uh, We got a state deduction and my son will get a jump on his retirement savings. What do you think? Yeah, I think a lot of that. <laughs> That's pretty doggone smart is what I think. Yeah, no, I think a lot. And it, it, it's just a new, be- it's a brand new yep. benefit that's just just uh, come into being. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. What a I wonderful start to the that's future. Exactly. Uh, and this comes from, well, there's no name. It's just an email. Approaching retirement. I'm looking for guidance on the decumulation phase of my life. I've been saving for most of my life. And as I approach retirement, I am challenged by the idea of not saving and pulling from my savings. My wife and I both have pensions. I do not worry about running out of money, but I have a saver's mindset and having a hard time thinking about and planning for the next phase. Any ideas or tips would be appreciated. This from um, you St. Just Michael, said Minnesota. It. You just said What's it. What's that? What's that? Have that income plan in retirement. So now you're going to say, you're going to be able to say, okay, I know how much I need. 
I've got enough to cover that. And I have all this other money. So you can add now to the other money, a plan for spending at a regular rate. You could take out an additional three or 4% per year from that other money and, 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 earmark that for some other things. Ah, that's perfect. I think that's beautiful. Whether that be charity, whether that be gifting, whether that be extraordinary travel or something you want to do. You know, I'm rethinking my housing. I want to build the compound for everybody because I think everybody's going to have trouble with housing. Until they start fighting and then you're going to wish you hadn't. (laughs) They're going to put them outside the fence then. You've got a big fence. Be anyway. the hat. It'll be the Hatfields and the Cox. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, this is exactly what we were talking about, about having a plan, because once you put that in place, that will eliminate a lot of the worry, too. That's the mm-hmm. other thing I see people like, ah, it's not going to work out. Put it in a computer, run the software, find out it does or does not work. Then I mean, think about it. Worry. If you take three percent of your portfolio out, just three every year, we haven't run a scenario in which you could ever run out of money at that rate of return i think it was even with bonds nope doesn't with bonds it it does at three percent no not at three percent at four it does but at three i don't i think i rented at three and i could never get a scenario in which you would have run out of money historically I think that's exactly right. So, um, and by the way, so, and three would be conservative, four would be moderate, five, you can even run it to five if you do a variable withdrawal strategy. And then every year, you know, here, you just take it out at the beginning of the year, you go, okay, I've got $50,000. Yep. Now, what do I want to do? Do I want to take a trip this year? Do I want to gift some to the grand? Do I have new grandkids and I want to put it in their 529? Uh, do I want to give kids, uh, Roth IRAs for Christmas who have earned income? Do I want to, you know, get on a train and, and ride cross country or visit the grandkids more, whatever it is, you can now plan for those extra things that are over and above living expenses. I think that's absolutely spot on. And by the way, Yes, we have people that do exactly that kind of work. We're not the only ones, but we mm-hmm. we have very very good and we'll, planners. We'll help you out for free. We will get you started. We won't write a plan like that. No, for free. So we'll, but we'll, we'll kind of get you started thinking, to get yep. you on the track. If indeed you want. we will. And by the way, the way to start on the track truly is and and you reminded me of this last podcast is to attend Retire Meet, which is just a week away. And no matter where you are in the world, you can watch it because it's virtual at retiremeet.com. You just go there and sign up. And by the way, if you sign up and you can't make it, mm-hmm. we're going to send you the link to all that in about a week or two after the show. You could watch it on your own time then. Okay. Or fast so go. forward through the Don parts and just go to Tom and watch mine. Funnest, funnest part of the whole day is going to be the Don part. You want the you want the serious stuff? Want, yeah, watch other people. But if you <laughs> want to have fun, fun stuff. Yeah, watch okay. me. All right. Uh, You're going to do your beer commercial over and over again, are you? Cute doggies, big horsies. <laughs> Don't miss it. Don't, Don't miss, miss it. it. No, if you want to see my beer commercial, go to donmcdonald.com. That's where my that's my voice site. That's the greatest. And I honestly ever. say, cute doggies, big horsies. You do. It sounds very nice. And by the yeah, way, my, I sent it to my mother, and it was like two days later, she sent me a note back going, "Wait, was that you?" <laughs> Oh, come on, mom. We should mention Retire Meet is Saturday, the 25th of February, and it begins at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, aren't tune you in. glad you live on the East Coast? There you all go. You have to get out of Start bed. Start at early. 11 a.m. Don will have to be cracked out of his bed I'm at just, like no, 6 15. Here's the, boom. the thing is, I'm just going to keep my watch on Eastern Time. Just 
Not going to change So psychologically, it. you'll feel better. I'll feel better. That's good. Thank you all for being a part of our little gathering that we call Talking Real Money. And why do we call it that? Well, because Tom and me spend a heck of a lot of time talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.